Things are going to be slow and easy for the next 30 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is the Dave Garraway Show. Among those who will loaf along with Dave, such talented ones as Joe Galicchio and the orchestra, the singer Vivian Martin, a very special guest and authority on fog, uh, velvet type, Mr. Mel Torme. And whenever the above aren't doing anything, you'll hear some casual talk by the very relaxed and easygoing Mr. Garraway himself. Here's Dave now. Well, old dear, like Dr. Stone said, we're in no special hurry. They gave us this big empty studio, and uh, we called some rather friendly ones in, and that's really all there is to it. Thirty minutes and some sounds that may not hurt you a bit, wherever you may be this very moment. The little happy things will go on, and the unhappy things will continue to revolve around your head. Like the awful tragedy you may have heard about, read in the papers, in fact, that happened down in Texas a couple of weeks ago. Multimillionaire who owned 200 racehorses went into Texas and bought 3,000 acres of the finest grazing land for them. And he shipped his horses into Texas at great expense and put them out to graze. And then after two months, he had to move them all. Poor fellow struck oil in the land and had to take every horse out of there. There was a little tear in our hearts for him and three other people who had tough breaks. We thought we'd drag into the thing that Mr. Johnson did sometimes. back. <laughs>
hasn't been that torn lately. The modern schools and the old ones are all intertwined in there someplace. Do you suppose that one of the most frightening situations in the whole world is to get in the way of a woman who is out to do good? I do, and I'll bet you do, too. You know the kind I mean, don't you? The sort of woman who is going to help someone no matter what. They usually make up their minds that someone needs help, and then with the force of a medium-sized tornado, they start helping. The victim gets helped whether or not he needs it or wants it. Maybe they should all be put on an island, those do-gooders, and left to be helping each other. It happened in our town a few weeks ago. Pitiful thing. A lady with a great amount of money saw a little old man and woman standing at the edge of a crowd at a social gathering in one of the less fortunate districts in Chicago. And since she had a lovely home in the country, the, the do-good came out of there, and she decided to treat them to an expensive and beautiful weekend at her lovely home. They protested when she approached, but no, no, you're going to have fun at my beautiful home. So she packed the old couple in her car and took them out to the suburbs and sat them down and fed them a beautiful meal. And after an evening of chatter, she showed them to their room. It was her best guest room, too, and she knew they'd be happy there. About an hour later, the little old lady came downstairs and thanked her for the fine dinner and the entertainment and then said there was one question she would like to ask. And the gracious hostess was as gracious as a hostess can be. What's your question? And the little old lady asked her, Could you tell me the name of the old gentleman with whom I'm sharing the room? Or haven't you done that much, good lady? You better watch out. They'll take over all around. Vivian looks as though something good is about at least to be done, if you haven't lately. Vivian's new thing tonight is called Echoes in this May. Vivian's had a winter vacation in this little this week. Everyone I know wants to go south. Have you met anybody who doesn't? That's the big motto. Go south, get in the sun, work up a big brown feeling, spend lots of money. 
We were thinking about that, too. Uh, matter of fact, wondering about all the nice places and which one is best, which one does offer the most of everything. It's hard to make up your mind from what you read until you have all the facts, so we sent our reporter at large out on his field trip. And after reading all the material, he took off for a few days to find out what is, is true about the sunny climb. According to his report, it, it is true. We've spared no expense getting this report together, so I'm sure you'll want to give your full attention to our outspoken and courageous reporter at large, Scoop Ferris. Hello, everyone. This is your reporter at large. This year, everyone is going to Florida. There are so many vacationers there already that only those bathers with heavy coats of oil are able to slip through to the water. The beaches are so crowded that visitors from the north will be wise to bring their own sand. Hotels are doing a land office business, and yet prices are not unreasonable. In the smaller hotels, rooms can be had for only $69 a day, and for $90, it's possible to get a room with bed. The nightclubs, however, are not for the people who must count pennies. In some of the more exclusive clubs, there's a small extra charge for the privilege of tipping the waiter. But even so, it's possible to get a very good snack for slightly less than $300. Two-course dinners run somewhat more. Bread additional. Weather experts say that this season will be a delightful one. They predict sun every day. Even at this early date, one sees on the beach Happy little youngsters running around with third-degree burns going on four. Bathing suits designed to make tanning possible are skimpier than ever and bring joy to the hearts of the tired businessmen. As a matter of fact, bathing suits have become so brief that the local members of the League of Decency are now wearing shorts and halters while on duty. Everywhere one goes, one sees the cream of the upper crust. For instance, in the short time I was there, I was entertained by Herman Flutterman, multimillionaire automobile thief and kidnapper, and his charming wife, Gerda, retired strip dancer. In their party was Floyd Magnafrau, whose daddy owns all the land west of the Mississippi. He was escorting Betty Lou Kropotnik, daughter of Sal Kropotnik, who owns all the land east of the Mississippi, and ex-wife of Nick Kropot, part owner of the Mississippi River itself. They're all charming people, and in spite of their comfortable circumstances, I couldn't help but feel they were just folks. All in all, if you are looking for a good way to spend your life savings, I can't think of anything better than two days in Florida. You can lie in the sun during the day, gamble at night, and then, just for a lark, drive through the dimly lit streets and run over small children. It's a gay, mad vacation land, fun for all. That's what Florida means to me, so until next report, as they say in the newspaper game, 30. See, Joe, I remember when this program was carried in Miami and Fort Lauderdale and little places like that.
Pavlovsky lives here. Here's our guest tonight, the amazing Mel Torme. And I choose the word amazing after some careful consideration. Because Mel really is just that. In show business, there are a lot of people who are very good at one thing. There are a number of people who get by without being very good at anything. People like them, but technically they really aren't what other people in the field call good. But Mel Torme is amazing because of the way people in, in the know, in his own business, react to him. Singers say he sings real fine. The Rangers say he's tremendous. Drummers say he plays real good drums. Piano players say nothing but the best things about his piano. Composers look at his tunes with envy. Tunes like Stranger in Town and Christmas Song and County Fair and lots more. People who like fine automobiles say that he can take out the small parts and put most of them back nearly every time. We can't have him do all of this, of course, with one swell poop, but we can make the good sound. In fact, Mel says he'd be happy to until the real thing comes along. <laughs> Make me one 
where the stars shone from the skies you. If that isn't love, it'll have to be until the real thing comes along. There's the real thing. It just doesn't come along often enough. Named Mel Torme. Is there a phonograph record of that kid? Yes. Well, what do they think of me? Hey, we've said this before, and no trouble to say it again. There's something wonderful about the small dramas that go on between you and, and people just like you every day that you may not be aware of. You don't listen to the little tragedies that are tender and beautiful and go right under your eyes. I do know a guy, though, who does hear little things and puts them down. He records them someplace. After he's got them down on paper, he doesn't know what to do with them. Sometimes he throws them away, and sometimes he leaves them around. The other night, he was cleaning out his pockets in our office, and on the back of an old, tarred envelope, which he deposited into the circular file, I found a rather beautiful thing. I have no idea what to do with it, except maybe let you hear it. All you have to do is to sit back and picture a small shoeshine stand. The guy walks up and sits down in the chair. From then on, you have the material for Are you the uh, boot black here? Yes, sir. May I be of service, sir? Well, I... Thought I'd have a shine. Get in the chair, sir. I'll take care of your trick right. Want to be any bother? I was just walking along and I noticed my shoes looked dusty, and I saw your chair and I thought if you weren't too busy. Yeah, I understand perfectly. Climb up, sir. Climb up. A comfortable chair you got. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Many of our cranks have been kind enough to make that same remark, sir. Shady. Yes, sir. It is, ain't it? Of course, the sun ain't shining. That's right. No, I'll tell you how it was. I was on my way down to meet my wife, and I noticed my shoes looked kind of dusty. And I saw your chair standing here, and I just thought, heck, I'll get them shined. It's only a dime. And so when I saw you, I thought as long as I had a few minutes, I might just as well. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. I know just how you feel, sir. Uh, how does you want them shined, sir? Medium. Yes, sir. I'm a traveling man myself. I- indeed, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, do a little traveling for an automobile tire outfit. Carry a paper route in the morning. Yeah. yeah, I had an uncle one time carry the paper route. So? What's his name? I might know him. Uh, he's dead now. Oh, I'm awful sorry. Yeah, that's all right, sir. He's been gone for some years now. Well, we all come to it. Yes, I know, sir. Because you can't have some new laces in your shoes, sir. No, I guess not. Yes, sir. Just up, I'd ask. Uh-huh. No, the way it was, see, I'm supposed to meet Maxine, that's my wife, in, in half an hour, and I happened to notice your chair here. So I thought, what the heck, no harm in a shine. No, sir, no, sir. Not at all, sir, no, sir. Your family man? No, sir, I was a bachelor, yes, sir. Well, we all come to it. Yes, sir, yeah. I've been married now going on 20 years. Hmm. That is quite a long time. Seems long. I get awful sick of Maxine sometimes. She's my wife. Yes, sir. She's so doggone homeless. That's too bad. Oh, I don't care. They they get old. You gotta expect it. Oh, yes, I suppose so, yes. We all come to it. Yes, sir. Yes. You say you were married? No, sir. I was a single man. Uh-huh. You got a girl? Well, I've been keeping company with a young lady, sir. What's the name? I might know her. Oh, she lives in Peoria, Illinois. Oh, I see. Well, we all come to it. Oh, yes, sir. 
No, the way it was, I just happened to come along, and I saw your chair here. I generally go down Prairie Avenue when I meet Maxine, but tonight, I don't know, I just happened to stroll down this street, and I saw your chair standing out here, and I happened to notice my shoes were dusty, so I thought, heck, we only live once. I guess I'll just go up and get my shoes shine. You, uh, you finished? Yes, sir. How much is it? Fifty cents, sir. Here you go. Thank you, sir. None so. Bye. Bye. There's some more envelopes in there, too. Almost afraid to look. Hey, tonight we're pretty lucky. We have uh, not one, but two handsome guest stars, one of which you don't know about, Mr. Mel Torme, whom you've heard. And of all people you might not expect to find in Chicago, Mr. Dick Powell. I guess you've maybe heard the good news about Richard. His fine show, Richard Diamond, on the wireless radio, is moving into a new NBC. What's that, NBC time slot? Yeah. Still on NBC at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, starting next Sunday. And furthermore, it's going to be, I believe the phrase is sponsored, which is a nice thing for everyone concerned. So I thought maybe it'd be nice if we had a few words from the man himself, Dick Powell. Hello, Dave. I, uh... No, just, just a second, Dick. Uh, we'd like to have a fanfare before a man of your stature starts talking. A man with a new client and a wonderful new picture like Mrs. Mike, which I understand opens practically all over the country, including Chicago, one's at Wednesday or so, I believe. That's the big thing, a new movie and a new client. Uh, we can make a better sound than that. Joe, fix us up with something fancy there, will you? Uh, hello, Dave. I, I... Hold it just a minute, Dick. Joe, um, this guy's a big, tough detective-type fellow, you know, private eye. Can't you work out something more appropriate than that old 42A there? The man's got character, you know, Richard Diamond, private eye. That's, that's the man's character. You got something better? Oh, sure. How about this? Oh, yeah, that, that's better. Now, go ahead, Dick. Hello. <laughs> You can't say we don't give our all for our fellow men. Yeah, I go along with you on that, Dave. I want to thank you for the nice plug on our show. If you ever get killed or anything, I'll try to work you in on my program. Maybe as a body. <laughs> Good. Well, but don't do favors like that for me. I'm already grateful. Uh, anything at all, Dave. Well, look, you're the big uh, detective guy. How about doing me one small favor? Come to think about it. Uh, would you help me to locate a missing person? Can you do that? Mm, I can do anything my writers can do. You too. Well, this fellow's been missing for quite some time now. He's, uh... uh first of all, what does he look like? Well, he's rather hard to describe. This fellow is, is middle-aged. He's beginning to lose his hair. Mm -hmm. Has bags under his eyes. I believe he has indigestion. Uh, what does he do for a living? He is a businessman. Successful? Yes. Yes, quite successful. Owns a big company. What kind of a company? He makes things. What sort of things? Oh, I don't know exactly what sort. All sorts of things, I guess. It's been so long. Does he have a lot of money? Yes. Yes, sir. He's loaded. Loaded. Mm. Uh, how does he dress? Well, see, usually he dresses in a blue double-breasted suit and a hand-painted tie with a very tightly tied knot, as I recall it. Sometimes he's a little plump, too, by the way. Oh, I see. Now, uh, is he married? Mm-hmm. Highly married. Always talking about his wife and what a fine woman she is. That's all you know about him, just about all, yeah. And you want me to find a missing person on no more evidence than that, huh? That's all the evidence I have. I know you can do it. As a matter of fact, 
You solved a similar case yourself just recently. You mean the case of the missing sponsor? That's it. Hmm. <laughs> you think you could locate the one that we're missing on this show? Dave, you? those cases are just too tough for me. They take too much out of a guy. From now on, I'm going to devote all my time taking care of the one I found. I'm sorry, you'll just have to find your own. Good luck. It may take that, too. Good luck on that new Mrs. Mike when it opens up, Dick. Where's that Vivian? We need a Martin here to make a sweetest sound. She's just overlooking the Dick Powell, which I guess is all right. and Dave's guests tonight, Dick Powell and Mel Torme. You can take your feet down now, open your eyes, and turn in until next week at the same time for the Dave Garraway Show. This program produced by Parker Gibbs, written by Dave Garraway and Charlie Andrews, came to you from Chicago. George Stone speaking. What's on NBC Friday? In 1950, Fridays are nifty on NBC, and leading off your new Friday lineup on NBC is a great new comedy series, The Halls of Ivy. The stars, Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman. You'll enjoy this wonderful new show created by Don Quinn, the author of the Fibber McGee and Molly program. Hear the Ronald Colemans this Friday on the Halls of Ivy on NBC. Mm-hmm.